Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? Okay, All now we've done okay. is I'd done my intro and you'd made fun of it, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. You, you can respond to it better this time. Yeah, okay. number 85. It's giving me the finger because I had technical difficulties, which is why I sound <laughs> slightly funny, I guess. And if you're watching this online, I'm like sticking my head into the camera because I'm talking into the microphone. Okay. Mm. Now that what's your name? Up, what's my name? What's it's Matt and me. It's Matt and me. No, you have to say Luke and me because you're Luke. And then, wait, no, no, no Matt and me. That's Luke, not you're how... Luke and me. You're Look, idiot. it doesn't matter because <laughs> we're, we're talking about a movie where no one ever hangs out with Mac. It does. There is no me. <laughs> wow, that's philosophically interesting. Okay, I'm so Mark. You're Mark. I am. I am me. I exist. Who else exists? Our special guest today, animator, filmmaker. Musician Will Sanders broadcasting live from Hong Kong. Hey guys, hello. Yo, what it is, what it What's is. Up? Hey. You asked for this. You asked for Mac and me. You requested Mac and me. I did request Mac and me. Um well, are do are we doing the thing from before or should I start over again? Just pretend well, it never happened. This okay. is the beginning of everything. This is the beginning of everything. So I saw Mac and me as a child. Uh in the theater and um i have this memory i have a very vivid memory of sitting through that movie as a child and you know even like you know kids usually like everything but uh i remember uh leaving the movie theater with notes <laughs> <laughs> even as a child i remember uh like having some issues especially and i mean we could get into the the details of it but i think what really struck me was the uh the mcdonald's sequence um and that was the thing <laughs> that as an adult i remembered i hadn't seen it in a while and some it kind of like, like popped up on youtube and somebody's like hey look at this and i'm like oh shit i've seen i saw that in a movie theater and so as an adult my friends and i uh my friends carla and dev uh my dear friends here what's up carla and dev uh, who might listen to this later, uh, watch really shitty movies all the time. And this was one of the ones we watched a few years ago. And now because of this, we've watched it. Now I've seen Mac and me three times in my life. <laughs> I know too much about that McDonald's, by the way. I, I When they yeah. went to the mine later in the movie, I was like, hey, is that the weird mine in the desert of California that I stupidly explored once? I think it might have been on the exterior. But I found out looking for locations that the McDonald's is the one in city of industry that is not a functioning McDonald's. Uh, there's mm -hmm. it's only used for shooting. And there's like an identical one, like across the street or something. They have like two of them, I think. Well, clearly, nobody who was inside that McDonald's at the time knew how McDonald's actually function anyway. <laughs> Everybody dances all the time. And, and that's how I remember McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston's there somehow. Um, I, this is, is my first time. I, like many people of my generation, am mostly familiar with this movie because Paul Rudd incessantly plays that one clip on Conan O'Brien every time. 
Like that's the first time I ever saw any of it. What clip is that? Because I don't this? know. I don't know uh, about this. Kid rolling down the hill in the wheelchair and falling into the lake. Just it's okay. always that clip. He's like, <laughs> I've got footage to show from my new project, and he goes into the details of whatever his project is. He's like, here, I brought a clip, and then it's always that, and it's happened like <laughs> twenty five times. When I was doing my twenty seconds of research, apparently that shot's controversial because they sent a kid with spinal vista down a hill a bit and then when i saw yes. the scene i was like it doesn't even look like they did nothing here looks real i mean <laughs> a dummy. and i'm like did they actually put this kid in danger <laughs> yes he did his own part of his own stunt he didn't do well, the whole thing but no clearly he didn't. there's a lot of a dummy but i was like even the part i was like this looks like a green like a really no blue screen it looks like a crappy 80s blue screen and apparently it was real <laughs> this is yeah, and it, it, it looks awful and it's ridiculous. And then the you get the full frontal shot of the alien that also looks terrible and <laughs> is doing weird like stuff in a kind of like, way. <laughs> I can't I can't describe it. I, I need to describe it since this is an audio medium. He just looks like he's doing some kind of trying to mime dying from doing too many drugs. Like that's what all <laughs> the aliens look like all the time, except for the one that looks weirdly horny and kind of pregnant, which I think is the dad. <laughs> like you know as he walks no he of... wasn't okay he was not okay he, he also well, yeah he's, he was the one who shot the out. cops he was the one that sh took the gun and <laughs> shot at the cops <laughs> but it's okay anyway let me uh let me do my <laughs> summary wait wait, wait. I, I want to tell you about my experience oh, oh, yeah, i want to know if luke please liked do. this or not i really so i knew <laughs> i knew almost nothing about this film going in um and i watched the first half of it on a bus to Osaka over the weekend. Had a lovely weekend in Osaka. Then my friends all went home, but I was taking the overnight bus back, so I had a couple hours to kill. So I went to McDonald's <laughs> and then started watching the second half of this film, and the very next scene, they go to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, you didn't know about that? Okay, that's cool. No! I picked up on pretty quickly, like, oh, I think this film might have been funded by McDonald's. I didn't know they were literally going to well, go and have an extensive scene in one. <laughs> that's that's where that's where you stop and say, oh, Mac and me. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, what, where they messed up is they didn't name the kid Donald. Oh, no, that would have been good. <laughs> But well, the thing is, this wasn't funded by McDonald's. It was funded by like a food, I think a franchise, a franchise. Like, like or there's something. one of their food distributors. Uh, yes. And but it did apparently have some kind of profit sharing thing with the Ronald McDonald Foundation, but yes. didn't make any profit. So it didn't no. matter. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, they basically took money from orphans, if you want to get technical about it. So, Luke, this um, isn't the question is it a film or is it filth? This is just um, did you like or did you not like? I did not feel bad about watching this film. I don't, I'm not going to say it was good, but I enjoyed watching it, which I can't say about Requiem for a Dream, where I felt genuinely bored and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll make a slight disclaimer. I was sitting by myself watching this behind a giant desk at very low volume yesterday, and I was 30 minutes in. The first 15 minutes, there's not really any talking. And then I realized mm. I'd basically mostly missed 15 minutes of dialogue and i didn't notice at all oh, you, you <laughs> so missed maybe... the best part <laughs> <laughs> oh no did i i mean i could kind of hear them i could kind of hear them but i wasn't like you know like getting it at like full like i'm uh, getting everything into my ear holes volume you know mm. i think 
that the only thing you really the only dialogue that matters in this movie is at the end where for 25 minutes michael is yelling they're not going to hurt you while the porno alien has a gun in search. <laughs> the porno aliens <laughs> i actually but, i actually go ahead oh no go ahead i actually thought that they all looked like uh uh when ai tries to draw people um they wind <laughs> yeah, up looking yeah, like yeah. the maccabee aliens um i think it, I, I'm going to jump on what you were saying. I think it is a very wonderful, bad movie for watching and enjoying. I mean, there's yeah. bad movies like uh, like a Neil Breen. that's like actually difficult uh -huh. to sit through. Um, but there's a whole spectrum. Um, Mac and me is never boring. There's never a moment where you're like you're thinking about something else. You're always pretty mesmerized with what's going on on the screen. It's uh, also it's not, just available on YouTube. So yeah, yeah I do recommend listeners probably just check it out. <laughs> well, and uh, Will, you probably know about Tammy and the T Rex, right? Yes. Yeah, this is a guy who went on to make a an R rated horror comedy about a mad scientist <sighs> who takes an animatronic dinosaur and puts kids' brain in it, and the animatronic dinosaur goes around killing people. And right. it was originally R rated. They cut the footage because, of course, they did because tonally, it's exactly the same tone as this film. But then somebody <laughs> found the footage, put it back in, and it's now a wonderful, bad, great, bad movie and very fun to watch. And I recommend that to yeah, everybody. That sounds really. incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, and he made it because he knew a guy and he, a guy who was friends with him says, hey, I have this animatronic T-Rex in my garage. I want to make <laughs> a movie with it. And Is that guy Batman? <laughs> next movie is about giant nickel or penny or whatever <laughs> yeah but you know um also this movie mac and me he wrote the script on the weekends in between shooting days because when he showed up to set the producer said we don't have a script I, we had a script but i didn't like it so you write a script so is this guy the ed wood of the 80s then kind that of, kind of explains why there's not a single line of dialogue in this film that has any consequence to it. Well, the same director, just written same, one at a time. And the same director made uh, Passenger 57 as well. So, like, he's, oh, he's kind of... If you look at his IMDb list, there's a list of movies that are uh, almost par, but always a little bit sub. Yeah, Passenger 57 breaks the spell, though. And, and Ed Wood can't make something that, that's that uh, competent. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's a great movie just you know, like you know it's it's a you're like yeah that's a 90s thriller when it's on <laughs> well he directed a couple of movies that I haven't seen the Philadelphia Experiment followed by the Ice Pirates oh crap that's a great movie okay sorry yeah. go on Ice well, Pirates no, no. Um... then Mac and Me then Mannequin 2 which I've heard is bad oh, but I've yeah. not seen uh, Passenger 57 which I saw opening night in the theater fucking rules uh, then Tammy and the T-Rex then a bunch of other stuff that I don't while you were waiting, I think that's a really famous thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think no, you're thinking of that one going, with whoops. Yeah, I was about to say you're thinking of that one with um, uh, is it while you're sleeping with eyebrow dude and Julia Roberts maybe? Yeah, that is what I'm thinking. While you're <laughs> sleeping, where it's like where somebody just basically poses as someone else. So basically, the entire movie is just one big sexual assault, right? That's what that yeah. is. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, how about Mac and Me? Is, is Mac and Me the same? Yeah, uh, it's kind of assaults here's... the audience a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's assaulting us. Anyway, let me tell you the story of Mac and Me before we uh, get any further. 
NASA has sent a probe to a dying planet where it somehow accidentally sucks some aliens up with a freakishly powerful vacuum. Back on Earth, home planet of McDonald's, they escape from the government base and are separated <laughs> when the youngest alien hides in a minivan driven by the Cruz family, who are headed to their new home in suburban L.A., not far from San Bernardino, home of the first McDonald's. Uh, Eric, the youngest son who's bound to a wheelchair, starts suspecting there's an alien around following some strange incidents. And when he finds the creature, he dubs him Mac, which stands for Mysterious Alien Creature. And after sucking him up with his own powerful vacuum, he decides to help him. And with the help of his brother and two neighbors, they sneak him into a McDonald's to hide from the FBI. Then they leave the McDonald's and set off to find Mac's dying family. The humans then give the aliens the life-granting elixir known as Coca-Cola to save their lives. They stop at a grocery store to buy more Coca-Cola, but after one of the aliens smashes a car window to steal a lady's Coca-Cola, they then wander into the grocery store and knock over some Coca-Cola displays, steal a gun, and end up in a shootout with police that leaves a building exploded and Eric killed by a stray bullet. But it's okay because the aliens bring Eric back to life with powers which may or may not be granted to them by the amount of Coca-Cola in their system. All the aliens are granted full United States citizenship, so next time they shoot at police, it will be completely legal. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, yeah, usually we talk about actors at this point. I, I think the mom has been in a few other things, but yes. otherwise, we're not looking at much actor power here. There was oh, a guy in the background that looked like a perfect mix of uh, James Woods and Donald Trump near the beginning. So he caught my eye. Um, well, well, the little boy in the beginning in the car crash, which was like a really expensive car crash, by the way, like that's what I was thinking about when I was watching it. They like flipped a like a Bronco into another car. And the little the boy a kid from T2. Yes, he's the yeah, ginger kid from T2, and he's also in. Uh, he was also like a late in the series uh, addition to either I think either Different Strokes or Silver Spoons, one of those. But he was in, a regular in I think either Different Strokes. He was everywhere in the eighties, and it was like, well, they they really wanted that was the kid they wanted, obviously, but they only got him for like half a day. <laughs> That's all <laughs> they could afford. Well, my my um, note is, damn, that was a car crash. That one dude's on fire. So that was kind of cool. Uh, his older brother was in a show called, I think he was the kid from um, Baxter Beans later, but I haven't looked that up. I don't know. So anyway, uh, in lieu of really having actors to talk about, I'll just go through this list and you can tell me if I'm missing anything. Okay. Uh, Coca-Cola, United, NASA, if you want to count NASA, Potato Chips. I didn't get the name of it, but I recognize the logo. Gatorade, Chicago Cubs, Porsche, Skittles, Dust Eckies, uh, Coke again, uh, ch -ch 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 Chicago Bears, McDonald's, of course. Uh, okay, I, I guess that, that runs down. It's not as dense as you get to the end of the movie. Then it just has Alan Silvestri like, directly taking music <laughs> from back to the future because why not yeah. he wrote it and you know <laughs> he is kind of the king of being hired for movies that should not have his music in them like super mario brothers 1993 regardless of i do like that movie his i movie, like his, his music in it as well i i feel like it's weirdly like the music should be different to well, me the music should, it should just be, be from the fucking games yeah, that. <laughs> the newer film got right. <laughs> it was just like a, such a dark movie, and then it's like they're walking around in, in like scary post-apocalyptic slime, and it's like. Do, 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 oh, do, see, I love do, that. Do, I absolutely do, love do, that. Do, do, That's what all makes right, it cool. still be kind of Mario. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
Well, well as far um, as uh, as far as music that doesn't belong hey, where it is, um, who's the the guy? Hey, Michael. Wait, what? one more thing, Luke. His he made the music for Ready Player One, so you can at least hate that. Okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Matt. Um, uh, who who's the guy that did the score for uh Star Trek and stuff? Michael and Lost. Michael Gucciano. Am I getting the name right? Gucciano. I think he directed stuff too. A- anyway, I I was listening to someone talking about like he started off doing video game music. So if you go back to like the early 2000s, you'll find all these reviews where it's like some really dumb, like childish game. Right? But the music's like really good for some reason. Huh. <laughs> I'm looking at his uh, bio and he did the music for the Lion King and Jurassic Park, the Lost World. Those are all pretty well loved. We're but, talking games. Know, small Wait, soldiers game. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i mean now he's a major film composer but he started doing games but he's already writing on the level of film composing so it's kind of funny i mean a lot right. of games have very good music matt well yeah and i guess we have true. final fantasy concerts in japan and stuff so but um i guess people don't always make the leap you know is what i'm saying so it's kind of yeah. fun when there's like i know this guy for film and you look back and hey there's these good and crappy games that feature his because when it goes the other way it's always terrible when a game's um, like, oh, yeah. we've got Hans Zimmer on the score, he absolutely phones <laughs> it in. Works it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, or or it's a case like, uh, what's the guy, the Doom guy, Mick Gordon, where the, the basically, because of the toxic environment and game developers just completely destroyed his desire to work on the thing anymore and like result in a huge fallout because I think they didn't want to pay him or something. I can't remember the exact details. But, <laughs> It's like they, um, they had somebody else finish his stuff and then took his name off of stuff and didn't pay him enough. Anyway. Uh, the Makami score, I think, has the thing where like in the late 80s and the early 90s, there would be sort of this incidental music that would go back and forth in mood in like one orchestral piece kind of thing. Mm. And comedies always did it as well. And like you needed this music that had like a lot of like clarinet and boo 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 when they're like when the like Chevy Chase walks into the department store to know that something funny's gonna happen, and then it like turns very serious. Like I think the score of Mac and Me does that a lot. I I kind of really like all the pop songs in this. They're like sort of almost 80s soft rock elevator music, but they just uh, kind of work they- for me. They washed over me like a breeze. I don't remember a single second of any of them. All well, all the lyrics are about how you're alone in the world and you're just waiting for someone to come and love you while you're just watching an alien just stare and not not emote at all. So, you know. What do we have here? We've got a uh, "You're not a stranger anymore." Take me, I'll follow you. You knew what you were doing every inch of the way that is a good song title <laughs> sorry i'm gonna repeat that you knew what you were doing every inch of the way <laughs> send out a that signal feels- wait and break my heart tomorrow that should have come right after you know what you're doing um yeah <laughs> those all sound like haikus about breakups yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. haiku. I, I didn't count the syllables, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think most people who post haikus don't count their own syllables, so I think it's uh, subject to interpretation. Anyway, um, I think this would have been funnier with more McDonald's in it. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
break yeah, dance at the McDonald's. Already, yeah. They were already pretty ridiculous, so they might as well have just gone full Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, they, wait a minute. Oh, did you guys? Did you guys go ahead? I'm just saying this just tracked with me that they had a full-on breakdancing sequence in 1988. It's <laughs> yes. like what five years too late. <laughs> did did yes. anybody notice? Did anybody notice? I don't know if you watched the credits, uh, but at the end of the credits, it's cra- it credits Ronald McDonald as himself. Nice. <laughs> if you watch it, it does that. Um, also, like when they're getting citizenship, um, Mac is wearing a Mick Kids shirt on his bed like everybody else is in suits. they're all in suits and they're taking the occasion very seriously and apparently uh mac just wants to wear his mick kids shirt um and also when they leave the mcdonald's there's a huge like semi truck in the background of that parking lot that basically just has a giant mcdonald's sign in case you missed the last like 10 minutes of the movie and didn't realize that it was a mcdonald's well, oh, um, I'm looking here the, on the Golden Raspberry Awards of March 29th, 1989. Worst new star won by Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time they ever gave a Razzie to a fictional character. <laughs> what, but there was an actor there. They should have given it to the actor. I mean, that's where little... Squire Fridell is the is the actual <laughs> guy. His, the worst uh, star is the Squire Fridell. <laughs> His his IMDb picture is him wearing like a beige suit, sitting in like a in front of a sleazy motel in a convertible. It looks like a. Very is he wearing the makeup? Car. No, he's oh, just a guy. But but he was uh, he was in forty six episodes of McDonald Land, oh which I only could assume is just the thing that they showed. Oh no, it's commercials. I, oh, that's two hundred forty six episodes. You, okay, you wow. just find our new our new podcast. <laughs> that was Frank Welker like, well, was grimace. Question for Mark and Will: Do you know what Ronald, Ronald McDonald is called in Japan? No, no, I don't. Donald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why great. is it any anytime there's a question like that, I'm always delighted and shocked by the answer. <laughs> there was a kid was, at my high I, school named Matthew Matthews. Oh, that's you know, but it's not. I, I was in I was in Japan once in Christmas, and I noticed that uh, everywhere you went, uh, Colonel Sanders was decked out like uh, like they had statues of him, like Santa Claus everywhere. Yeah, yeah, because they eat KFC for Christmas here. Yeah, <laughs> and they've replaced the Colonel um, in their commercials in Japan. It's still the Colonel, but now it's a, a young, hip Japanese guy with like dark hair and like the goatee and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's oh. there's a younger sexy Japanese sexy Colonel Sanders now in well, Japan. There's uh, been an ad campaign for a while here where they just replaced the Colonel with all sorts of random celebrities. Like I think Reba McIntyre was the Colonel once and Norm Macdonald was. And they just do whatever. They just tell him to do whatever. Like they went full Dolph on. Dolph Ziggler played irony. the Colonel in a WWE advert once. <laughs> there you go. I sent all you guys the uh, the picture. Well, maybe not Will because it's our first meeting, but I, I sent you other guys the picture of sexy Ronald McDonald, right? Yes, that sounds familiar. Okay. I'm sure you've sent me that on multiple occasions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. I just sent you sexy Ronald McDonald. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the bathroom again. <laughs> Here's a That's my again. whole damn life. Just this go to the life, bathroom, man. send Luke a picture of sexy Ronald McDonald. <laughs> uh, um. 
So what about the child actors they have in here? I, I almost couldn't tell if they were good or bad. They're fine. I think I guess the kid in the wheelchair, fine. the kid in the wheelchair, not an actor. It was, he basically was in this and like one other thing. He was in a random TV appearance. I did really well considering he's not an actor and they picked an actual like kid who's actually in a wheelchair instead of just giving yeah. some random actor a wheelchair. I don't know. Yeah, they also, actually, um, good for them for like, that, yeah. This film is like legit really good, I think, uh, having a disabled character. Yeah. Because it's almost never a plot point or anything. He's just there. He lives, gives his life. He gets does things as well as anyone else. And um, and when it is a plot point, it's ridiculous going down the hill that he did his own stunt for. That yeah. Get, they really <laughs> has nothing because Max saves his life by pushing him one foot out of the, the river and doesn't do anything. But Sorry, go ahead, Will. I'm sorry. That's actually one of the things that I remember from when I was a kid was being really confused at the McDonald's scene because on one hand, everybody's so happy that they're dancing because it's so wonderful to be at McDonald's that you just want to dance when you're there. And then it just cuts this kid in a wheelchair and the director's like, oh, he can't dance. It was like, well, uh, uh, you know, like <laughs> I, I, it was it was really confusing as to whether I should feel sad that he wasn't able to dance with everybody else or mm. uh you know, and like, uh, it, or was it a very happy scene or was it actually kind of a bummer that he was in a wheelchair? Like, uh, I remember that when I was a kid, that was, that was something I was confused with. Hey, I, mean, I have uh, a, I have a confusing one. Um, Luke, think about the super kids textbook, the SK three textbook yeah. where it has one kid winning, winning a race. Tell me if I'm remembering this wrong. Cause, uh, one kid's winning a race, three kids or so are cheering them on. One of which is in a wheelchair, which is kind of a weird front cover image. I have no, so, I, don't, I don't often look at the textbook. Okay. So, anyway, I think that's the cover. And I was like, if I were like eight years old, I might feel a little weird about that. <laughs> well, the, the main thing I was thinking watching that McDonald's scene is that it was such a good out for them to just have Mac inside of a teddy bear costume. And what did they do with it? They had him dance entirely unlike mac had ever acted any time before or after yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. they just made him a different character because whoever yeah. they put in the teddy costume was like i'm gonna dance <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the teddy costume is maybe my so favorite weird. thing in the movie does that mean <laughs> yeah. furry for aliens yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you guys have an out and you can make this believable you don't have to do the alien but then it's just like a completely different they, they just might as well have made it a different character. Like and then, and then in the next scene, they took him out and put him like, I was like, okay, here's something where they didn't rip off E.T. But then the next scene, he's in a bicycle with a blanket on his head. But no, it's, a, <laughs> it's a wheelchair. With a, I was literally watching it like, is the wheelchair going to fly? Is the wheelchair going to fly? Is the wheelchair yes. going to fly? Yes. That's, <laughs> what I was, that's what I was thinking too. Oh my gosh. Uh, I actually wrote, I actually wrote a list of all of the, uh, uh, a long list of every single product I saw. And I will say that I saw some, there's some cigarette commercials in the background. There's some cigarette <laughs> ads, which was like a key difference between ET because, uh, you know, Spielberg went for like uh, editing those out of his film. And I guess they just went a different way and put Marlboro in camel commercials in the background of Mac and me. Well, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. It's an interesting parallel how, you know, ET is well known for the Reese's pieces connection like that product placement so mm -hmm. if you if you want you can think of this as just a parody of how stupidly cynical it was that that et was shilling reese's pieces and it makes perfect sense if you yeah. just look at it like that yeah but yeah well 
Have you actually seen what's that with Tom Hanks is trapped in an airport, but the airport. Have you ever watched that? The terminal. I have not. If you want to find a movie with more product placement than Mac and me, for fuck's sake, the terminal has like a, uh, uh, like a, a major fast food company. And they do. They do, but I'm sure that the the uh, that they got a lot of money. I'm sure they're making fans, yeah. Every single <laughs> every single scene in the background of that thing has product placement. Well, there's the yeah. Mike Myers thing where he's like, "Ha ha ha! Look, it's product placement. It's funny we're doing this. Ha ha ha! Next movie, I'm still doing it. Ha ha ha! Five years <laughs> later, ha ha ha! I'm still doing product placement. <laughs> Remember when he did a product placement for um, what's Heineken? That 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 guru guy there's so many i don't know what you're talking oh, about uh, oh, oh the, the, the 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 love guru the love guru yeah yeah, yeah he deepak did product chopra, placement yeah. deepak yeah he did product placement for deepak chopra that was the mo- more cynical than mcdonald's in this fucking movie <laughs> but yeah that's my point when you were like what what did he do i'm like he did like 87 of them which one are we looking for <laughs> <laughs> well um what was my other point? So, yeah, to me, this movie a lot of the times feels like the people in the movie were told they're in E.T., but nothing that the aliens do has any relationship with what happened. But in even E.T. the music, right? The music is like, ooh, like something amazing's happening. And they're doing this, they're just fucking stumbling <laughs> just around like... the desert like drunk people. <laughs> and, and, and when they're stumbling around the desert like drunk people, they actually were finding like squalid clothing to cover themselves. But on their planet, they were naked. Like, like Maybe suddenly... the, sun, so the sun was burning them. Makes Maybe. them look more pitiful. <laughs> um, well, well, of course, we'll save the 10-star reviews for later. Well, but um, I, I do think about the got... writing, though, Mark. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But you told me the thing about the script being written day by day. None of the dialogue was like how humans talk. Oh, yeah. Like, the kids were just like... So like, oh, mom, this is great. You're doing great, mom. I love you. <laughs> and it's like, mom, there's an alien. She's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess when this she... is why I couldn't tell if they were decent actors or not. <laughs> what I I could tell the mom is an absolutely phenomenal actor, but you know, she shows up and says, "Here's your toe," and he's like, "What? Tune on whole wheat." Like people don't make up acronyms and just decide to toss them out like that i guess that maybe that's foreshadowing for the mac, the mac. acronym <laughs> which also doesn't make any sense but um anyway i was just going to respond a bit to uh a contemporary review is gene siskel's uh one and a half star review we'll get to the tens later of course but uh hmm. he just says this is what happens when someone doesn't make a sequel to a hit movie fast enough someone else with a lot of brass makes a ripoff that is even less satisfying Mac well, me is a pale carbon copy of E.T. with an alien creature who looks like a cross between E.T. and Yoda. That's a little bit too nice, I think. Hiding out mm-hmm. in a suburban California house where only the kids in the government believe the creature really exists. Uh, there are two problems, dozens of brazen commercial plugs and a couple of truly frightening scenes with a child in a wheelchair going over a cliff. Okay, so that that, well, that would be pronounced dead after a fire. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys know we're not going to talk about ET on this podcast because it's seven point nine. It's just not there. It's not not quite there. Steven Spielberg. I like um, the ride yeah, much better than the movie. <laughs> but he um he actually someone asked why he didn't sue over Mac and me, and he's like, well, I don't really want to draw attention to it and make people watch it and then feel bad. Like he, he's basically he, he did a great little throw of shade. But you guys do know about the E.T. sequel that was not made 
was it going to be on the green planet? Because I think Spielberg robbed us of the green planet and spending time with Botanicus and stuff. It was going to be called E.T. 2 Nocturnal Fears. And I think it was going to be a horror movie where oh, I, other. No, that wasn't here. the sequel. That was what E.T. was going to be at one point as well. Because E.T. was inspired by the um, Hopkinsville Goblin encounter. It's going to be a horror about a family being harassed by aliens. I mean, but then, he maybe, but then maybe um, maybe though he did like think about going back to it as a sequel. I'm not saying you're wrong. It, um, it turns out that E.T.'s real name is Zrek. I have heard that. Script. Why have I heard that? He sounds like an agent I mean, from the 20s. I'm reading, I'm reading one of probably 300,000 think pieces about this. Max Zrek. Zrek. Mayor, mayor of Gotham City. I don't know. Well, well anyway. What, what we, since it's not going to be on this podcast, I still just do our type five. What do we think of E.T.? Because to me, I've never, never given a shit. Like, I, it just it didn't even appeal to me much as a kid. Like, I found it a bit yeah. twee and dull. But that's I of, because I was a kid who grew up watching Schwarzenegger movies that I shouldn't have been. So I most sort children's of was, film I didn't actually like. I was also a kid who watched Schwarzenegger movies. I avoided it because it looked like it would be cheesy and schmaltzy. And I saw it the first time when I was 21, I think. Hmm. And I thought it was really funny. Like there was a lot of it was the alien just going around going. Like there, it's not really it's funnier than I expected it to be. It was yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying it's like a god awful film or anything. Just didn't uh, do much for me. It, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty good, but it also, the fact that it wasn't what I expected was very helpful in me enjoying it. My, my trip with ET is a little weird because I didn't see it in the theater, and it famously was not on home video at all for a good ten years. So, you know, mm. we we went to Universal Studios Florida, so I did the ride before I saw the movie. And then shortly after that, they did like the 10 year re-release. I saw it in a theater and was disappointed because the ride was, you know, the ride is just like great. Yeah, I did. the um, I did the Jaws ride this weekend that I've still never seen Jaws. Oh, boy. You're about to see Jaws 4D. I'm deliberately not going to watch the good Jaws until we've seen all the bad ones for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen anything but the first Jaws, but I'm almost 100% confident they have no relation and will not relate in any way as far as the filmmaking um i've definitely is the draw matt do you know if the jaws right in japan is the same one that used to be here i don't According know to Masi and her brother it is yeah okay okay i, I, I went on that the one in japan 20 so. years ago and it was awesome i mean yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you still got like this like <laughs> we had this really really tiny little japanese lady playing the driver of our boat who has to like nice. get the shotgun out and fight jaws <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, Will, what's your ET temperature? Oh uh, well, I saw it <clears throat> in the theater, uh, like I did Maccabee, but um, like you said, uh, it wasn't released on video, and I've never seen it again. I only saw it as a like a very very young child, and I remember really really liking it, but I don't remember much about it. What did did you ride the ride and travel to the green planet? Thing? I have I have been on the ride at Universal Studios Florida, I think. But, I think that's um, the only one left. It's like it's mm-hmm. like if you if you if you meet somebody who's never actually seen Star Wars, you know, like then they I've 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 grown up with all of the references, so I pretty much know everything about <laughs> ET. Um, so well, and I've and and I've seen Mac and Me, so I really you know I've already I, I already <laughs> yeah. Seen, seen it. Yeah. yeah, you've seen the duo- <laughs> the duology. Um, I yeah, I was, was 
as a kid, we were kind of poor and we got an Atari way after everybody else had Ataris. And uh, I did get a copy of E.T. for like a dollar and I can speed run it. I've seen him do it. He can also do Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is Mark's superpower. What? Yep. And I can speed run all of Ninja Gaiden except for the last boss. <laughs> and I can I cannot beat the last boss unless I practice for like two weeks. Or the last I can speed week. run OG Super Mario Brothers pretty good. Or at least I could once upon a time. Hell yeah. My my mom would not let us have a Nintendo of any kind. And uh so I'm terrible at all of it. Well, you know what? It's a great time to to start. Sure, why I not? Think, uh, but um, super- and, and just just if the listeners don't necessarily understand or know much about Atari Twenty Six Hundred games, watching Mark speed run this <laughs> is like watching like because they're very glitchy games that flash a lot, and it just looks like you know one of those things where the TV's trying to give you a seizure. It looks like, like when you see them play a future video game in like Star Trek or James Bond. Where it's just ad track shapes and lights and a guy freaking out in front of a screen. <laughs> and none of it makes yeah. sense, but you can yeah. tell he's advancing through the game because things are changing and there's no <laughs> game over. <laughs> well, it's like basically a lot of times in that game you'll accidentally fall into a hole because the holes are placed in such bad places and you can execute a thing where you can actually save yourself from falling halfway down, but if you do it wrong, then you go like two pixels into the ground and you have to pull yourself out of the ground. Which Mark, the games did not do in the end because they're still in the ground, apparently. Mark, you well, may or may not know this being from Atlanta, but like around 99 or 2000, there was a band that was playing that would do, I want to say Bionic Commando with somebody playing it from start to finish. Oh, and the, and the band was playing the, the music from the game. And they would have to stop immediately when the when the level changed. And it was so mesmerizing and awesome. And they got all the way through the entire game. And the guy never on on the guy's first guy, he never died. And had he died, it would have thrown it would have fucked up the band. Do you remember that? Or am well, I making this, that up? You are not. This band still exists. They've uh they used to just name themselves after whatever game they were doing at the time, like yes. they were ninja yes. ninja guy band. Or contraband, but they've yeah contraband. Uh, that's why it's contraband. Yeah. That's what it was. They're, yes, they, yes. They yes. call themselves they yes. call themselves Bit Brigade now. They're still doing it. They're calling themselves wow. Bit Brigade. They um, wow play live shows all the time. Uh, I missed them a couple of weeks ago, partly because I'd already seen them. But they did Castlevania and Ducktales. Yeah, um, and yeah, they, they're sick. They're they're awesome. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I saw them. I saw Contraband. I think it was like the first or second show even. And at the end, the guy was so happy with himself. He lit this huge joint, and he was just like so <laughs> clearly proud of himself. Just sort of strutting around, like, "Look what I just did." Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can get some of their stuff on vinyl too. But I mean, my favorite was going wow. to, to see them uh, do Metroid. And since oh, yeah, that like, sounds good. Metroid, I was just screaming because uh, what they do is since Metroid doesn't have a whole lot of music, they if they're playing an older game that doesn't have a whole lot of different music. They'll play selections from all the different games. So they'll oh, play nice. like Super Metroid and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I was just screaming the entire time and jumping up and down because it, it was rad. And, and unfortunately, because... the unlicensed 80s did not create a video game of Mac and Me. Sorry, I was just wow. checking that out. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Well, the, the the final the final shot with the bubble says, we'll be back. And it's like, <laughs> I remember. And again, as a child, I remember thinking, really? You guys are going to do this again? Really? <laughs> well, apparently- So this film goes in with um, 
short circuit too for yeah. 80s puppet movies that end with the character getting <laughs> citizenship. <laughs> Is there a third one I'm missing? I really hope so for like rule of three purposes. Uh, was, when, was that was that what how Gutenberg too? What happens to Starman at the end? No, I don't think Gutenberg's in the second one. I think it's the the Indian guy. It's just the Indian guy, not Indian. Indian. Yeah, yeah, the Jewish guy playing an Indian, and also um, the brother from Better Call Saul, but playing the opposite character because he basically plays a con. Right, Michael Michael (laughs) Michael McKeon. McKeon. Yeah, Michael McKeon. So I was actually thinking about uh, Mac and me a lot this week, Um, and I was sort of pondering like had they done that um what sequel did they have in mind and i think that probably because they all got citizenship it would turn into like a conehead situation where they were like the they had like the nosy neighbor and like they're trying to like have a normal life but they can't talk and they're just weirdo puppets and they run a mcdonald's franchise yes <laughs> oh yeah, for they sure. don't want they don't wind up working at mcdonald's <laughs> and like some Sometimes. evil space aliens come down and open a Burger King, <laughs> and there'd be like a you know cute new sidekick that kind of hangs from the ceiling of the McDonald's. That's the you know the family dog. Yeah, yeah. And then they all and, and then they all get diabetes and die at the end. <laughs> That's satisfying. Uh, apparently, they had a uh, they the guy the that guy who was in charge the producer was in charge of getting this uh, all the marketing set up got a three-year deal with mcdonald's for happy meal toys three years and <laughs> mcdonald's was apparently pissed because they already had a deal with disney so <laughs> I, I i i don't remember these being in happy meals because i was a little i think a little old for happy meals or i was just not i don't know paying attention or maybe i too feel like cool they for happy meals deals. yeah i'm 10 years old i'm too old for happy meals no it's um I think they liquidated the shit out of it really quickly. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sitting here looking at my full Super Mario Happy Meal toy collection that <laughs> I got a couple years ago. <laughs> Luke, Man. do you have a good McDonald's to go to? Because all I know is the the depressing one that's inside of a supermarket. That's the one I go to most often because I go there during my lunch breaks on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, that's, that's why I was asking if you have like a money one, you know, where you can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancer. There's plenty of nice ones around Nagano, but. I don't want to go to McDonald's more than once in a week. <laughs> I, barely, I, barely, I barely ever go to McDonald's, but I went to one last night and uh, here in Hong Kong, and they're mostly the same. There's a lot more fried chicken on the menu. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, going to the I, one I, in Japan just briefly, and I got, like, pancakes at, at, mm, for lunch. That was a weird jelly. choice. I, I only had, like, 100 yen left or something like that. It's just like oh, okay. That. Get rid of this in my currency. No, I, I I thought about going for this one, but then I was like, to McDonald's, I mean. But then yeah. I was like, eh, I didn't like uh, I hadn't been to McDonald's for ten years since 2014, and we went last year because um, my daughter wanted the Tamago Burger, which I mentioned before, and I got a Big Mac, and I mean half, you know, it was kind of nostalgic eating it, but then I felt so crap the rest of the afternoon. I was like, yeah, that's uh, not. Not really uh, winning it for me. <laughs> they were, I think, a couple of years ago, briefly doing these avant-garde toys for Happy Meals. Where for, I guess, for adults, where you get like a grimace with eight eyes or something, and one of those. <laughs> but then I, I found out apparently, people were just like storming the McDonald's and buying them all up for collector purposes. So I'm like, well, you guys fucking ruined it, and I'm not even gonna bother. 
Yeah, um, they ruin everything like that. The um All right. Last yeah. time I was last time I was in Japan, I didn't eat it, but I want to say it was either McDonald's or Burger King. I think it was McDonald's had a squid ink burger and the bun was jet black. I think that I, one was Burger King. That's Burger, Burger King, King I does think like firm black oh. stuff sometimes. Um, I, I've had... I love I love being in a conversation, by the way, with two other people who can confirm that that was real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have, I mean, I've for certain eaten things that were colored with squid ink, and I remember liking it a lot, but I don't remember the specific instance. So I guess that's how much weird stuff I eat. Because I just don't remember that time I ate squid ink stuff. But uh, I mean, anyway. I don't think it has a flavor. I think it just makes it black. Yeah. Well, I think it's well, squid ink could make it all kinds of colors if Splatoon is anything to go by. That's <laughs> true. You get white ones. The horrible thing that we have in Japan is when they have like the, the squid cake thing and they put it on cheese and then you think you're going to eat some cheese, but you're really eating some squid or dried uh, fish. That sounds great. I love squid. I'll eat oh. squid. squid. It's not like calamari, thing. though. Yeah. Oh, well, then what didn't that like? happen once because you got it and I was like, you were like, it's cheese. I was like, no, nah, that's got the squid or something. And then I think, yeah, but I, I think I. Maybe I got one where it was like a pack of three different things and it turns out two of them were great cheese and one of them was horrible fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that's like yeah. the uh, wasabi roulette, right? Roulette, yeah. roulette. I said roulette oh, again. <laughs> no, I refuse to do roulette wheels of food. Um, did you guys notice there was that one? brief moment in the grocery store where it shows the uh the porno alien holding a watermelon and then it just cuts away and then you never see the watermelon again what do you guys think Didn't he did he that throw watermelon? the watermelon the police no no it cuts away but then you hear like a squelch okay so he I, does something to it but they don't show <laughs> i think in my notes i said did he fuck that watermelon I was imagining he just crushed yes. it to show the police officer what he's going to do to his head. <laughs> no, he, yeah, fucked it to, to just, right. just wait, he just laid on the table, you know? So when the van first pulls up to the house, when they first move into the house, and by the way, they move to a new house in a new state so that that woman can work at Sears. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. That, was, yeah. that was the job. Life insurance. They... Dad just died. Yeah. Okay, <sighs> well, they... They, the first box the older brother is carrying, I wrote in my notes, has a Doritos bag. And over it, it is a blue bag. I think it was Tostitos. But then it occurred to me that they're moving into a new house. And that means they have boxes that are just full of unopened bags of potato chips. <laughs> like, like that's the stuff kids. that they're moving. They're moving across the country and they just have boxes full of like uh, junk food. That they what can if they don't sell it in out. California, huh? <laughs> The As movers are just America. picking up a box and they're like, what the fuck? Why does this box weigh three ounces? <laughs> oh, the, the uh, most shocking part of this movie for me, by the way, was when um, uh, he opens a refrigerator and it's completely empty. Yes. Like, oh, they could have stuffed that with so many products. Yes. <laughs> a wasted opportunity. Plot be damned, you know? <laughs> well, single well, mother. You know, how about later? No Mac is Mac is like feeling really sick and he's in the van and they make they make a point to where the neighbor girl goes and fills up a cup of water at a water fountain and brings it to him. And he's like, water. No, like he'll only drink. <laughs> he'll only drink. Coke. Like he doesn't want anything that doesn't have fructose. I that assume was... the only liquid in this universe in the universe, the, the Macaverse was Coca-Cola. <laughs> 
that was well, so goddamn funny to me. I was laughing like I had to stop the movie for a second when they brought them back to life with Coke. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my damn life. Coke will bring you back to life. <laughs> well, in the, in the beginning, in the beginning, they're like trying to like dig in their planet with like drinking straws, like clearly drinking straws, and they're trying to. So it begs it begs the question: like, do they come from a planet that has like corn syrup, fructose, sugar? like for water and that's what they what that's what they that's need what to survive the kids seem to assume yeah <laughs> is yeah, that why they're so vacuumable and that's their because go-to they're, they're like yeah. give him a coke that 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 solves everything <laughs> i mean as a hopelessly caffeine addled person you know i just uh my uncle just gave me a, a nespresso machine which would make that my like fifth caffeine imp- device delivery device in my home uh yeah yeah it would help if i was dying at least try and give me a coke i don't know it's got only a pathetic 40 milligrams of caffeine but you know Mm. i i went to panera and drank the death lemonade and i felt nothing that then the lemonade that's killed like three people allegedly (laughs) i drank the lemonade and felt you guys don't know about this you're all in asia Panera Bread has been selling this lemonade with like 400 milligrams of caffeine and a guy drank three of them and died and like a teenager drank one of them and died. Oh, okay. So <laughs> don't drink the wow. lemonade at Panera. Uh, um, no, wow. but it's fine. I drank one and I didn't feel anything because 400 milligrams to me is nothing. You're already dead. That's what happened. That is true. I am al- already dead inside. We've established that on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Let's let's put it up. Is it a film? Is it filth? I posit that this is a McFish. This is filth. It's capitalism. <laughs> kind of like it. I kind of liked it. I enjoyed watching it, but it is filth. I'm going to say. I'm going uh, to say. I recommend it. This is a. This is a quality film, as in it seems like something that had been shot at Quality Films, where Ed Wood shot his <laughs> movies. <laughs> Yeah, if I got is... the name wrong, sorry. I really hope that that little bit of serendipity worked for me. <laughs> this is what I want from the bad list. If every movie that sucks is fun to watch, then we're fine. You know, I I hope you have more to fear from the more... good list, don't you? Well, maybe a movie a movie is successful or in unsuccessful based on if it sets. I think if it sets if it does what it sets out to do successfully. And, uh, you know, you, you get from one end to the other end and while well, you watch it and, and you have a good time watching it. I think that's OK. Uh, there's a lot of movies that are considered masterpieces that I can't fucking sit through at all, you know. So I'm OK with Mac and me. So yeah. um, I, I, I just lost I just lost somebody's picture. What happened? I, what uh, doing, oh, Matt? I'm getting ready to do a 10 star review. And I feel that ah. it's very important that you see the ti- see the title. Uh, okay. which i'm typing now there's magic it's got mac in it right okay can't you just copy and paste also it just says matthew comma just right over where you're typing so we can't see anything <laughs> can you see it now oh, oh there we go oh my that's the magic title of the review magic and oh, mega oh i get it i <laughs> get it with the capitalization on the mac <laughs> and me right so it's like they made this weird reverse They've made this weird reverse <laughs> acronym, and the review has intentional um, all uppercase parts. So I'll be screaming those parts, okay, as I read the review. Yes. They're in all caps. I think they want to make the, Europe great again. 
<laughs> a lot of people compare this film offer often unfavorably to E.T. However, the similarities it does share with that film are massively outweighed by its differences. E.T. is a little brown alien. Mac is an orange alien. E.T. <laughs> says things like, Eliot and ouch. Mac can't say human words. E.T. has a glowing finger. Mac doesn't. E.T. is alone on planet Earth after his family <laughs> leave him. Mac's family are on planet Earth with him. Elliot from E.T. has no physical disabilities. The boy from Mac and me is in a wheelchair. The music from E.T. is by is an original score from John Williams. The music from Mac and me is by someone who likes the Back to the Future music and has just tried to copy it. Where is the McDonald's dance scene in E.T.? Oh, that's right. There isn't one. Where are the big name stars in Mac and me? Oh, that's right. There isn't one. Come on, people, let's stop saying these films are similar. People say me and my brother are practically the same, but there's loads of differences between us. Please judge these brother films on their separate merits. <laughs> oh, God. Like, they kind of, like, made the opposite wait, of the point by wait. trying to make their point. How many How many people found that helpful? Oh, sorry. Uh, 14 out of 24 found it helpful, which is too low a number. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder Man. if those 14 people actually were having trouble. They'd seen both movies and didn't know which one was which. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you. The the first one I spotted, I, I didn't read. Um, I won't read all of this one, but it, it's clearly written by someone very old. The review is from 2020 and has the line, I watched it with my kids when it was released on video rental and we all loved it. <laughs> <laughs> which is the most grandmother sounding part of a movie review i've seen on imdb man <laughs> so do you uh, think this you guys think this movie would have been better if they'd called it they're not gonna hurt you is that, no, that line, is the perfect title line is it's a perfect but, title would paul rudd put this on conan or whatever all the time if it if it wasn't if it wasn't that it should have called back to mac yeah, that would be fine too. <laughs> Matt, Ronald McDonald presents Mac and Donald. That works. Okay. <laughs> it does just roll off the tongue, though, Mac and me, right? right? There's no Mac reason they can't Donald. name. You got to kind like of the... do a little guttural yeah. pause. The porno <laughs> alien could be named Donald. We don't know. Ooh, the porno <laughs> aliens. That's the name of the movie. See, Mark stumbles on these a few weeks ago. Would you have sex battle? I mean, you should be naming everything. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> somebody would get all the it. way to the, somebody would get all the way to the end of porno aliens and be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> you know what's well? They weren't lying. They're even like, <laughs> you know what's funny is that Alan Silvestri did make the soundtrack for "Let My Puppets Come." You guys have seen that, right? What the puppet porno? <laughs> Let my puppet oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's not very good. It's from the 70s. Oh, it's, it's too bad. It is puppet, you know, puppets, not Muppets. And they're fucking. And anyway, Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri did the music for a movie about puppets fucking. Is it? Yes. I mean, Mark wow. has a lot of deep puppet oh. knowledge. He knows puppets. I, I have a VHS <laughs> of it because someone gave it to me as a gag gift once and I still have it. So, uh, wow. Do you have a VCR? Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, you're good to go. Maybe it might still work. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't used it in like 10 years. You can watch it in the toilet and then send pictures to Luke. Exactly. 
That's that's on my Yay. calendar for later. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Will, you got anything to plug? No, uh, not really. Uh, if you're ever in Hong Kong, come and say hello. Awesome. Plug in Hong plug. Kong. Come and plug, plug in Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> well, any any further thoughts about this? I should say before we wrap it up. No. no, I no. thought you were well timed on that. Okay, good. Just uh, just making sure that I was that everyone knows that I'm super um have super low confidence and wasn't sure that it was time to end the episode. But now it's time <laughs> to end the episode. Now that everyone's given me their approval, so you can find us and other podcasts on Patreon.com/slash/podcastio/podcasties. You throw us my server bills, get some deleted scenes of audio. You can check out other podcasts such as podcast 1999 about space 1999 luke loves pokemon about pokemon game game show the game show about games the cult disney time enough podcast going over the twilight zone uh hyrule field report going over tears of the kingdom legend of zelda game and that is all the podcasts i think i wasn't listening i'll just trust you on that i need more approval please I, I need to go enjoy this big bag of Skittles uh, that I'm going to wash down with a really delicious Coca-Cola. I, everybody should. I'm not going to plug Coca-Cola, actually. Uh, that'll be my plug. You should all enjoy Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Mm, and I have a good blood sugar testing. Kit. There you go. There you go. Nice, cool can of there were 11 featured prominently <laughs> shots in this movie. I counted 11 shots of cans <laughs> of Coca-Cola. That sometimes it does taste had can, but it tastes sometimes had something bottle. to do with the movie. Sometimes didn't. So I'm just gonna go enjoy some Coca-Cola. That's, All I that's have is homemade bento with no packaging or branding. Mm. I'm gonna have one of these fiber one bars. I should have fiber some fiber one. bars. The supermarket was sold out of everything last night because of the snow. So I had instant noodles for the first time in a long time, and my guts did not enjoy it. Oh boy, yeah, I've got a bunch of those stacked up, waiting for my gut to heal up that I can. <laughs> suck them down again but uh, the sad thing now. is we found the the gamer instant cup of noodles but they had shrimp so he didn't want them with yeah. caffeine oh they man caffeine was it yeah they have yeah. gamer, gamer oh. noodles that are caffeinated <laughs> i want them so bad they're like colorful right i want that yeah, yeah. so bad i want that so... maybe okay. they're, they'll import them here soon next time we see, i mean i'm pretty sure they keep for a fucking long time so next <laughs> time i see some i'll get you some <laughs> awesome thanks they were oh, on yeah. sale Till next time, uh, stay endorsed. Thanks for having me, you guys. This is really fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining Man, us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hell yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, awesome. Come back anytime. I, you got the list. All right. I'm, I'll take you up on that. Thank you. Hell yeah. Bye. Yeah, see, see you later. So long. Bye.